about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Take your little Bibles, go to Proverbs chapter 6. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you that uh, there'll be changes in our heart and our lives tonight as we hear this word. Father, I thank you that there'll be no guilt or condemnation for what's been done or what they've ever done. Father, and I just thank you that they'll go in the right direction with every word that's spoken tonight. And I give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 6. We continue talking about divine health. Look at verse 2. It says, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy what? Mouth. Mouth. Now this is Proverbs. How many know this is the wisdom of God put down in a book? And here it's telling you something very important, that you are snared with the words of your mouth. You are taken captive with the words of your mouth. Many times in our life and things aren't going our way or things don't seem to be lining up, we don't understand that it's not really God's problem or the devil's problem. The problem is in our mouth. We start talking the wrong thing. We start getting in disagreement with God, disagreement with the Word of God, disagreement with the things, and we start talking out of the natural realm about what's going on. And by doing that, we open the door up to things in our life. If you're going to walk in divine health, the first thing you have to get a hold of is your mouth. Got to get a hold of your tongue. You've got to be able to control that tongue in your life to line up with the things of God because, you, you know, financial-wise, it's, it's all right. You know, salvation's good, but there's something about sickness and disease. It's tough to keep your mouth lined up with God. At least I've had trouble with it sometimes. Have anybody else in here? Nobody else? Praise God. Good. Then we've got a great thing here. Praise God. So this basically tells you that if you go around saying you can't do something, the moment you say it, you'll be defeated. You may say that you did not have faith, and at that moment, what happened is unbelief will rise up and start building on the inside of you. Many people in the church have never realized the great extent that you are ruled by your words. The Bible says that God has given you authority. Now we take that, I got authority over to cast the devil out to do all this, but you have authority 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and how many know you're talking 24 hours a day, seven days a week? So authority works in both directions. I mean, you are calling for things either that are godly or things that are not by your everyday speech. So it's not just I've got authority, not once I'm going to take control over the devil and command the devil. What have you been talking about the six days before that that opened up the door to the devil and helped promote him? So basically, talk in the body of Christ is a big thing. And this is something I can remember one time I, I spoke on a Sunday long time ago, and my mom happened to be here. And she's not here very often, but I talked on the words of your mouth and, and how dangerous they were. And what you said, you know, comes to pass, according to the Bible. And afterwards, we were going to my house in the car, and she wasn't talking at all. <laughs> and we just about got home, and she said, well, I know you taught good on that today, but I don't care. I'm going to talk the way I want to talk anyway. Now, how many of you know that that's not going to help you? If you understand the principles of the Word of God, then you just go talking the way that you talk anyway, because according to the Bible, this is a principle law that's already there. If you talk about your failures all the time, you will live in failures. You talk about your lack all the time, you will definitely have plenty of lack. You talk about your sickness, disease, and I'll tell you, sickness and disease will grab a hold of you and hang on to you. If you talk fear all the time, fear will grow, and it'll attract a spirit. The Bible says it is a spirit of what? Spirit of fear that will be attracted by what you say. Here, here in wisdom it said, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken captive with the words of your mouth. So one thing you have to understand right off the bat, you have to recognize that everything you say out your mouth needs to be in line with God's word when it comes to divine health. Most Christians don't know that, don't understand it. The only thing by, bad with talking is we just don't do it. And Sunday for two hours we're always talking. You know, you did, and you don't even go a day without talking unless you lost your voice. So you're saying something all the time at that time. So a words basically is what the Bible calls a confession. Say a confession. Now, when I was in a church a long time ago, before I got born again, confession to me was going before someone and confessing everything that I did wrong. That was confession, confessing my sins, my faults, and how many of that's true. But then once you get in the kingdom of God, there is a different confession on the other side, and that is a confession of your words that you are speaking out of your mouth. So I knew about the negative part of confession. I got to make confession every day. Nobody ever told me about the positive side of confession, confession in line with God. So the negative confession of sin basically opened me up then to the positive side because I got born again and I entered the kingdom of God. Then I started learning that it wasn't confessing sin I was struggling with, it was just talking 
that I was struggling with. Christianity in the Bible is called the great confession. Confession means basically saying the same thing. It means saying what God says. It means to agree with God in your testimony at all times, to say that God says in his word about sin, what he says about the word in sickness, what he says about the word in your health, what he says about salvation, what he says about victories, where he says about anything else in your life, you need to line up with it. Now, if you're going to do this, how many of you know, first of all, you've got to know what he said. So we got a lot of people who are not even in the Word, don't even know what God said about their situation, so they're just talking any old way. But you've got to understand, that's why it's so important to get in the Word of God. I ran into about three or four people this week who either listened to the Wednesday nights online or else they basically were here or whatever, and they were telling me that they've been in a battle with sickness lately. Surprising, isn't it? Yeah, and they just said, you know, I did my best, I commanded, I shouted I jumped up and down I did backflips and nothing seemed to work you know and I did some medicine and then I felt guilty I mean you know you never have to feel guilty if you feel guilty if you didn't do something really bad then it's not God it's the devil you will be convicted by the Holy Spirit so basically what you have to understand in healing or anything else it's not you struggling or trying to stay well the kingdom of God is if a man sows a seed into the ground and that seed will grow on the inside of you so in order for you to have divine health when you're under attack, you have had to have planted a seed sometime through God's word. By his stripes I've been healed. He bore my sicknesses. He carried my diseases. You've let that seed grow to a place now where it has taken advantage over your thought processes where you see yourself healed more than you see yourself sick. See, it's not just something, well, I heard a sermon, you know, two years ago on divine health, and now I'm going to command, but you won't do that. How many know when a symptom hits your body? It is a mental fight right off the bat when something hits your body. So basically, we've got to come to a place where we understand the whole kingdom of God is if you sow a seed. If you're having trouble financially, find your seeds. Amen. Plant the harvest. Let it come up. Let it come up. If you're having trouble with any area, any sin in your life, deal with the thing. But what you believe really makes a difference. There's a lot of Christians that believe they're still sinners. You hear it all the time. Well, I'm just a sinner. I'm just a sinner. I mean, if you believe you're a sinner and confess a sinner, you will be a sinner. It's just the way it's going to be. You're never going to overcome sin when you think you're supposed to sin. And then the best part about it, if, if you're in that territory where you basically call yourself a sinner, then if you think you're a sinner, you have an excuse for sinning because that's who you are. See, if you believe you're righteous and you sin, how many know you can't get away with that? You better make an adjustment, don't you? You better change and repent and do something. But if you're a sinner anyway, well, everybody sins, and I sin all the time, sure. I mean, uh, I was supposed to sin, so adultery, no problem. You know, it was just sin, and I'm a sinner, saved by grace. See, it gives you an excuse to not grow and go anywhere in the righteousness of God. So basically, here it says you are taken captive with your words. You are set free with your words. All right, go to Psalm 103. We're going to talk a little bit about process tonight. All right, Psalm 103, let's read verse 3. It says, he forgives all your iniquities and he heals what? He heals what? All your diseases, correct? All right, so sickness hits your body. You've heard this scripture a couple times on Wednesday night. It's pressing into your health. Symptoms are coming on you. No matter what they are, they begin to appear in your life. Satan is coming to destroy your health, to render you ineffective, basically, at that time through sickness and disease. But God has already made provisions for that problem. Here it says he heals how many of your diseases? He heals all your diseases. So what's my answer to that situation? It's taking the provision of God and putting it up against the devil coming and trying to take over my mind with, oh, I'm going to get sick. Oh, here it comes. Oh, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. No, I've got evidence and I've got proof because here it says he heals how much? All your diseases. You have a covenant with God. And it depends which way you're going to go. So I have something to battle it with. He is the Lord that healeth me. By his stripes I've been healed so he's already given me the answer to the problem before the problem came are you following me God always gives Roy's looking for the answer afterwards it's easier if you have the answer before and now you know what to do how I many know Jesus even said it is written yes. come on you got to fight in the devil he didn't say I'm the son of God you can't do nothing to me no he said it's written he said read the book praise God and what did he do he backed Satan off with that so basically you've got to know the provisions basically if you're going to fight any fight whether it's financial or physical or whatever you have got to have the evidence of what you're going to fight with you have got to have the word of God and the tools basically to deal with it and how are you going to get those you're going to have to spend time in the word of God 
you're going to have to do that. That's what you've got to do. So many Christians out there don't even read the Bible. Well, then, and that's because they believe God's in control of everything, basically. So if they get sick, it was God. If I get healed, it's God, 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 God. But that's not the way it is. We're the ones down here with authority. We were put here to basically run the kingdom of God here on the earth realm. So basically, I'm going to take the scripture every time. Any problem that comes into my life, I'm going to the spirit of God and the word of God. Every time. Why? Because there's an answer there. I know there's an answer there. And if the answer is on the inside of you, it is the Holy Ghost job to bring you that answer that you've already placed on the inside of you. And I'll tell you what, if you can stop thinking and talking enough to hear from him and use it, it'll work every single time. But we want to react right away. Praise God, when when the devil comes, he's immediately trying to put fear on you in any area of your life. You very seldom ever have a lack of thought and see yourself wearing diamonds and living in a million dollar house see you hardly ever have a thought of sickness and disease and see yourself running around all healthy no you see yourself sick you see yourself in the hospital he's coming to bring fear into your mind to get that into your mind so that you meditate on and you do not fight back but we've got the word of god so what can i do i can say hey by the way devil a symptom hitting my body right now but by his stripes i've been healed he bore my sicknesses carries diseases that's the evidence and you got to get out of here right now in the name of jesus and you got to go praise god say my days of sickness are over Forever. Forever. All right, go to First Peter chapter 4. We have people in the church who aren't even hearers of the word, and we have many people in the church who are hearers and not doers of the word. If you're going to live in victory, you have to be a hearer, and you have to be a doer of the word. All right, 1 Peter chapter 4, look at verse 11. It says, if any man or woman speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as with the ability which God gives, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now notice, he says, if you're going to speak, how many of you are going to speak? Then let him speak as or like the oracles or like the word of God. So if I'm going to talk, I'm going to stay in line with the Word of God. Unless I can find some place in here where God said, Thouest is getting sickest, then I don't want to claim sickness when it comes, simply because it's not in the Word of God and it's not in line with God. So I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to believe that. So once again, it comes down to our confession. What are we going to claim in this situation? Are we going to resist Satan and say what the Lord says, or are we going to go ahead and receive what we're thinking in our lives, and then start telling everybody how bad we feel, telling everybody how worse it's getting, telling how everybody we had this before and we're going to get sick again. Whenever you do that, you have basically signed for the package. It's like if the mailman brings you something you signed for it, it's yours. I don't even know if, if you ordered it or not. It don't make any difference. You already signed for it. It's the same way with the devil. Once you start to claim it with your authority, once you start to take it, then you are going to have it. Now the problem is you've got to fight against that thing, and you don't have the ability or the power to fight against that thing because you never could fight against anything spiritual unless you're in agreement with God and allow the ability of God on the inside of you to do your battle. Are you listening? So notice what it says here. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Well, what happens when I do that? Well, then he that ministers will do it with the ability of God that's given to him. Well, I want to fight my battles with the ability of God, not with my mind or my soul or my thoughts. I want to fight with the ability of God. What releases the ability of God on the inside of me? Your mouth is the trigger that shoots the gun. So if you're saying, I'm sick, I'm down and out, it just ain't working for me. How many know there's, there's no backup on the inside of you for that? Because that's not God's ability. It's not going to back up sickness. It's not going to back up lack. It's not going to back up worry. It's not going to back up any of these things. So let's say that let's say your symptoms hit your body and you run into one of your friends. They say, how you doing? You say, well, you know, I've got a little, uh, little soreness here. And all at once, oh, I heard, my God, I heard. I heard somebody else who had that. I'll tell you what. It got worse and it got worse. You better, you better do something about it right now and after about seven days they died praise God of that now how many know as they're telling you this it's growing on the inside of you you went from bursitis to death see in about two minutes so what do you've got to do you've got to once again you've got to use your mouth to speak the language of God well that may have happened to that person but praise God thank God he healed me 2,000 years ago and by his stripes I'm healed glory to God hallelujah thank you Lord Jesus so much see you've you've got to stand guard because there's Christians and there's Christians 
There's kingdom people, people who understand what the kingdom is all about and things that they already possess. Health you already possess. It's the same way when somebody, you know, you got a cousin or you got somebody who, who comes down with some kind of symptom, sickness, disease. You have the ability to stand against that thing in their life to a certain point. I mean, if they're talking sickness, disease, believe in sickness, and disease, it's not going to help much to lay hands on them and cast anything out because it ain't going anywhere because they've already signed for it. Uh, put it in a, on a shelf, in a frame, and it's up there on their wall, praise God. So it don't work. But we do have a problem when somebody comes, and we can explain to them that healing belongs to them, and God has given you the ability to do something, then you can do something. So now what makes the difference of how I react in a situation when I do get hit with a symptom? Well, the reaction is, do I know my position? Do I know my authority? Do I know my rights? Do I know the Word of God? If you don't know any of them things, you're just going to get sick. That's it. You're going to welcome it in. You're going to get it. You're going to tell everybody about it. You're going to call all your friends, tell them how sick you are and everything else. But that isn't going to help you spiritually. That's the physical realm. A natural person not born again can do that. Right? They don't know God from a rock. That's the way they're going to respond to something. But we don't want to respond that way because we are in something called the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, we have a legal right to stand against these things that try to come into our life. And we can run them out of our life, praise God, by using the authority that, we can, that we've got in our life, praise God. So there's no reason for sickness to rule over you. There's no reason for weakness to rule over you. There's no reason. I'll tell you, anything you continue to explain and confess, it gets worse. You've got to understand. I'm so tired. I'm just so tired, yep. I'm really tired. Did you know I was tired? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm the more you say that, the more you are breathing tiredness into your life. If you're tired, just shut up and be tired. Are you following me? Why do you want to keep adding to it? Why do you want to keep saying it? Why do you want to keep expressing Your body, the Bible says your whole body is defiled by your mouth. It was already tired. Now it's supposed to get more tired. Well, I guess you're tired yet. Well, I guess you're really tired. I guess See, whatever you go over and over again, it starts to magnify in your life and it starts to become true. So you don't want to get in caught in these sayings, you know. Yeah, I always tell Becky, you know, and I tell back when I worked in the post office, I worked and I had a couple women around me. And during the summertime, all I heard every morning, it's so hot. It's so dang, it is just, oh my God, is it hot. It's hot. And I just kept saying, keep going. It's getting hotter every time you open your mouth, you know. Keep on talking. And they come back in, I'm exhausted. It's so hot. Well, I wasn't saying it's so hot. I knew I had to be out there for eight hours in that stupid truck at 110 degrees. And I wasn't going to help it. See, so whatever we're, we just don't have enough. We'll never have enough. You know, I wish we had enough. Everybody else has enough, but we don't have enough. I guess God doesn't love me because we certainly don't have enough. And he told me we'd have enough. Just keep confessing that. And you'll think you had a bunch a week ago because you lost even you're not enough now. Because your words are powerful. You are moving spiritual beings. You are changing different things with what you're talking about and what you're doing. The Bible says you are redeemed. So I'm redeemed. Are you redeemed? Yes. What about the symptom? I'm redeemed. But what about the symptom you got? Well, by the stripes of Jesus, I've been healed. And that's dealing with that right now, praise God, because I'm speaking as the oracles of God, and I'm releasing on the inside of me the ability of God that's on the inside of me so that Jesus Christ gets praised through his word in me that set me free to begin with. Are you following me? But it's a fight, isn't it? It's something you've got to do. It's something you've got to be prepared for. You know, we've been teaching this now for eight or nine weeks or whatever, and some of you listen to it, and some of you listen to it more, and it's hot. But a month down the road now, will it still, will that harvest still be there? Are you following me? This is something you've got to do every day. You've got to look at it. Maybe you've got to listen to the, the teaching, or you've got to do this. And everybody that came to me this week, I said, are you listening to the teachings on Wednesday night? They said, what are you teaching on Wednesday night? <laughs> I said, health and healing. Oh, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you go listen to that rather than argue that you're guilty because nothing's working in your life. Plant some seeds in there. Wait down until they grow up a little bit and then you'll be ready the next time something comes into your life. Do you see? It's if a man plants seed in the ground. All right. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. Okay, 2 Timothy chapter 1, look at verse 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and what? 
a sound mind. Now, is that scripture God? Is that true right there? Well, then I can face everything fearlessly, right? I don't have to be afraid of anything. Why is that? If I got a bill that's coming up, I don't have to be fearful or worried about it because my God already said he's going to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory, and he's not a liar. A symptom hits my body, praise God. It doesn't matter. I don't have to fear because my father knows what I need, and father said that he would take care of it because by his stripes I am healed. No matter what circumstance hits your life on the inside of you, greater is he that is in you than he that's coming against you or your word. So that's my confession. That's where I stay. I stay in my confession, whether I feel good or whether I feel bad. Practice it when you feel good. I mean, it's a lot easier to confess you're healed when you are. It doesn't take any effort at all. It's easy to say, God gives me all my needs and blesses me far above when you're blessed far above. But what's going to happen when something happens and you're blessed far below? Where are you going to go? Do you see? Which way are we going to go? Now we're at a crossroads, aren't we? And we got to either say my needs are met, or i got to say, God, somebody help me, or we got to try to manipulate somebody to give us money, or we got to get off in all things. But notice he comes to you with a spirit of fear. He wants to get you into fear. You should confess all the time that you are redeemed. It is a spiritual fact that you are redeemed if you are born again. It's not a promise anymore. A promise is future, but your redemption is already here. And the Bible says it's an eternal redemption. So what am I going to do when something hits my life? I'm going to state the facts of the word of God every single time. I feel like punching this guy in the nose, but I'm the most patient guy in the world. So I can't do that. If I didn't think I was the most patient guy in the world, I'd punch him in the nose, then I'd find a repent scripture. And I'd go back. See, you're, repair, you're prepared for things that come before they come if you sow the seed. So you're going to keep saying it. You're going to keep saying it. I'm a happy person. I'm always full of joy. And I'm never down and out. No more bad days. It was one I did for years. I have no more bad days. This ain't going to be a bad day. I have good days all the time. No more bad days. And whenever I started having a bad day, I said, this can't be my day because I don't have bad days. All my days are good days, praise God. And I don't have to ever wake up feeling depressed, feeling tired, upset because what's going on here, going already here. Why? Because I don't have any more bad days, so I can't do that stuff, see? So once again, it's what you're conditioning yourself to do, what you're conditioning yourself to think, but here it says that there's a spirit of fear out there, and that fear wants to get in your mouth and wants to talk you into failing and falling down and doing everything, praise God, that's not. So you've got the natural evidence, and you've got God's Word. Always comes down to that. The physical and God's Word. Natural and God's Word. You're going to have to pick in that time of trouble which one that you're going to go with. And the only way you're going to go with God's is if you're full of it. If you're full of the Word of God. If you've been in the Word of God, if you've been studying the Word of God, if you've been doing, if so, you just calmly confess it, and that's all there is to it. Physical evidence will declare you every single time that you're sick, every single time that you're broke, every single time that it's not going to work out for you. And, and the more you understand this and get it on the inside, instead of doing it like this, I'm healed, you'll start to get bold. Get off of me. Well, what are you doing? Oh, you got any common sense, devil? My God, do you know who you're dealing with right here? It's me, praise God. I'm a king's kid. I'm a son of the living God. I'm healed. Get the hell. Are you crazy? Get out of here. You ain't. Or you can just say, oh, please, Mr. Devil. Please, 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 please. Pick on somebody else, please, 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 please. How many know that's not bold and it's not going to scare anybody? It's better than saying I'm sick. But after he gets done laughing, he's probably not going to leave anyway, praise God. So, yeah, we want to get bold in this stuff. Somebody says, are you saved? Yes. Well, how can you be so bold? Because it's built on the inside of you, praise God, right now. Are you a citizen of heaven? Yes, I am. Are you a son of God? Yes, I am. Well, why is that? You've convinced yourself. See, too many times we're trying to convince God who he is. Many of the songs are telling God who he is. Let me tell you something. He already knows it. The songs that are good are the ones that convince you, come on now, of who you are, because that's what we need to know. You don't have to tell God he's holy. God, you're so righteous. He says, I know that. You're so holy. Thank you. I know that, though. Do you see what I mean? And all, all our stuff has been directed at God, which isn't bad. You know what I mean? It's not terrible, but it's not helping you. Because as soon as you build him up here to be so holy, you feel more like a worm than you did before you came in and said he was holy. 
So no, we got to get our own identity of what he did on the cross and how he changed us and how he made us new creatures and how he did this stuff. So we want to hang on by his stripes I've been healed. I'm going to stay on the word of God. My days of sickness and disease are over forever, praise God. They're done. They're done. No more bad days in my life. I'm the most patient man in the world, praise God. And these things during the day when you bring them up and when you say them actually get built on the inside of you. You can talk yourself talk yourself in anything according to the word of God because it just doesn't go in here it comes out of your spirit and starts to affect your soul see that's why people can sin and it not be sin because they didn't know it was sin but as you go into things of God things that you didn't think were sin all at once now have become sin why is that because you're growing if you if you're not learning anything new about what you're saying wrong or doing wrong chances are you're not moving anywhere you're still in the same spot that you were. And that's what the Holy Ghost is in there for. Now, you can get away with that two weeks ago, but you can't do that now. You've got to. And how many know? Then you can either say, well, I don't care. I've been getting away with that for 45 years. Bless God, and I'm going to keep getting. And, but that doesn't work. See, that's part of the change that takes place in our, in our life. That's a part of things that change on the inside of us. And the Spirit of God is there to do it. But you're not going to change by trying harder. You're going to change by believing better. See, the whole church is about struggling and trying, and you know, look at stuff on the Internet, and we're trying, and they're on their knees asking God to do something, and God, I don't know what they want God to do because God already went to the cross and did everything that he needs to do for us, praise God. So we want to be in agreement with that. We want to believe different in order to change. That's how you change is by believing the word of God that God has already told you. Everything in the book that God wrote about you is true. I mean, no, he didn't write any fables about you. He didn't write any fiction stories about you. He told you exactly who you are. And the more you believe those things, the more you become those things. All right, Hebrews chapter 3. All right, Hebrews chapter 3, look at verse 1. Very important verse says, Wherefore, holy brethren, say, that's me, that's me. partakers of the heavenly calling, say, that's me. that's me. Now notice, consider the apostle and high priest of your profession or your confession. It is who? Christ Jesus. So now, I've got a lawyer. I've got someone in heaven right now who basically is the high priest of my confession. In other words, he's the apostle. He was the one sent to minister into effect my confession that I'm saying on a daily basis. That's what Jesus is doing up there. But he cannot be the apostle of negativity. He can't be the apostle of stuff that's not lined up with the word of God. He can't line up with stuff that is disagreement. He's there to make sure that you get everything that you're claiming. Are you are you following me? That's what he's doing up there. He's the apostle and high priest of it. Now, how many know sometimes when something hits your body, there's a time between the manifestation and basically when you stood on the word? Sometimes it comes right away, bang, all, all at once there is, I'm healed, and their symptom goes, and that's all there is to it. Sometimes it takes a little longer than that, but once again, you have to stay on your confession, speak the word of God, go to Hebrews chapter 10. What am I going to do between I am healed by his stripes and the manifestation of that or the breakthrough of that? Look at chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession or confession of our faith without, 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 yeah, without wavering, for he is faithful that is promised. So here it comes. You've been going to class on Wednesday night, praise God. You're waiting for the devil to come. My God, you're all ready to go. Hallelujah. And you wake up in the morning and there's a symptom in your body and out of my body in the name of Jesus, praise God. And an hour later, you still feel the same. And all at once, you start to think, well, maybe this don't work. Maybe this works for pastors. Maybe this works for... So you say, out of my body in Jesus' Out of my body in Jesus' name. And you wait another hour. You don't go very good. And then you're calling all your friends to find out what to do. No, look, you've got to stand fast. Do you see what I mean? And people say, well, it shouldn't work that way. Well, medicine does. I mean, do you go to the doctor? He gives you a pills for two weeks and you pop the first one and you're healed already and say whoa this is no it might take you three days on those medicines before you finally see anything improving in your life sometimes it's the same way on God's word if you're not where you need to be are you following me so praise God I'm going to stay there I'm going to take another by his stripes I'm healed pill Amen. well you don't you don't look any better well let me take another by his stripes I'm healed pill 
Let me take a he heals all my diseases pill. Praise God. Let me take that one. And I, mean, I mean, this, how many know there's no side effects? It's not like twice a day with this. You can take as many times as you want this stuff. So what are you going to do? I'm going to stand fast. I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to fall back because it instantly didn't happen or work in my life. Same way with finances. My God, people are stupid and get so far in debt they don't know what to do and they pray one prayer and think a, a truckload of money is going to come down the street. They're going to dump truck in your yard and you're going to have it. Praise God. No, you've got to change your confession around to a place where you're no longer worrying about these things because if you're still worrying about them, you're not believing them. You're in unbelief. See, it should be no problem whatsoever. Yeah, my needs are met according to his riches and glory. What about that bill? Well, that bill's being dealt with right now, praise God, because by praise God, he already said, he's my father, he's taking care of it. Glory to God, I'm going to stay right there. I'm going to stay right there. And I'll tell you what, it's hard to find people to agree with you. Everybody wants to pity you, but pity you does not help you because pity you is in the natural and you're fighting a spiritual battle. It's, it's going to make you feel better. Doesn't it? Pet me, please. I want to feel a little better. Thank you for the hug. Thank you so much. But that's not doing you any good. See, I'd rather get healed and get yelled at by his stripes I've been healed than somebody to hug me, praise God, because I'm not feeling any better. So you've got you to determine the spiritual from the natural realm at the same time. So basically here it says that we don't need to waver. We cannot waver in between. And when, when's the time to waver? After you've stood and by time it manifests, there is a good space in there for you to waver on anything else. And the Bible says if you waver, you receive what from the Lord? Nothing. All right, go to Colossians chapter 2. This is why you need to not only be filled with the Word of God, you need to stay filled with the Word of God. Every single day you need to be reading it, quoting it, praying in tongues, doing something to stir up the gifts that's in you. All right, Colossians chapter 2. Look at verse 15. Talking about Jesus and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them opening, triumphing over them in it. Here it tells you in the word of God that Satan was defeated by Jesus Christ. He was defeated He's already defeated. We don't have to fight someone who's already defeated because he's already defeated. He said his spoiled principalities and power. Took him around, openly showed him off that he was defeated. So whenever I run into Satan, I must see him or his sickness or his disease as a defeated foe, not as a foe level where I'm battling with him all the time or someone bigger than me. I have to see him what he is. He's already been defeated defeated. That's what will help you bring boldness. So basically you need to walk around during the day and I'm a devil's master. I rule over the devil. I rule over principalities and powers. I'm a devil's master. What do you think about the devil? I think I'm his master. What do you think about me? Oh my gosh. Did you see the last Hollywood movie? Oh my God, he's something. No, no, no. Come on now. He's already defeated. We've already got power over him. We've already got faith. Now, how am I going to get faith to this? I'm going to find scriptures that shows me that he has been defeated and he's underneath my feet. Well, if he's underneath your feet, how many know that's a pretty good place for you to be? If he's underneath your feet, and that's what the Bible tells him where he is. So I'm going to believe he's underneath my feet. I'm going to believe that he's raised me up and seated me in heavenly places far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and he's put everything according to the church underneath his feet. Well, if he's the head and Satan's under him and we're the body and he's underneath the feet, then he has to not only be under the head, he has to be underneath the body because we are the feet. So I have authority. I can boldly say, get out of here. You don't belong here. Get your fear out of here. Reject that fear. Keep it out of there. Keep it out of your mind because he's already been defeated and you have been raised and seated in heavenly places. The Bible said you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Praise God. That's who we are. We're not trying to be those things. We were made those things. So what do I want to do? I want to speak God's language all the time. All the time, no matter what I'm at, what I'm doing, what's going on. I mean, you just don't have to go around quoting scripture. Are you following me? You can talk regular talk. Just don't talk regular negative talk. 
Oh my gosh, I tell you. I've been sick now for 25 years and I went to the doctor and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and they can't do nothing about it and it's going to fall apart and I won't be able to walk pretty soon and ba da 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 Ever been around somebody like that? Yeah. Praise God. And then you, you try to get up and leave and you do and the next person sits down and they recap it. And I mean, they know everything about it. They've done it so many times. They know everything to say. See, you can't do that. Are they in pain? Yes. Does it hurt? Yes. Do they have a problem? Yes. But they're not going to fix their problem spiritually unless they hit it with something that's spiritual to take care of it. If you're going to do that, you better go to the doctor and let somebody naturally help you and take care of you in that situation. But, it, but it's easy to talk about it when you've got it, don't it? Easy to talk about the pain. Easy to talk about fatigue. Easy to talk about you can't. But the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my... So somebody's going around, I'm so tired. You need to say, get some joy. Amen. Here, smile. Try that. A major breakthrough. Just smile today. Yeah, yeah there you go. You're doing better now. Right. You feel a little bit better. Do we get tired? Yeah, we got physical bodies. But praise God, your spirit being is a lot stronger than your physical body. And the last thing you want to do is talk your body into being things that it's not. Because it listens. It'll listen. Yeah. Defile the whole body. How? People with their big mouths are defiling their whole body all the time, praise God. Your body, people say this old flesh. It ain't your flesh. It's your bonehead thought life. <laughs> but the church says you just got that flesh problem. You got that. You don't have a flesh problem. Your body's neither good or bad, for God's sakes. It's a body. But it'll be one or the other by how you control it with your mouth and what you think. See? Not, oh, if we could just defeat the flesh. You're battling against the flesh, sister. It's against your mind and what you're thinking and, and how you're lining up with the Word of God and how you're not. Hallelujah. All right, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I'll tell you, when, when you go to the hospital and you want to pray for people and people are calling you or you go wherever you want to go and they get a hold of you and you come and you pray for them, you can't hardly let them run down their list of things that are wrong and then pray for them. The worst thing you can say is, how you doing? What's the matter with you? Because now your prayer probably ain't going to work because they're going to tell you for the next 45 minutes what's wrong with them, what the doctor said, how bad it's getting, how. See, they're not even in healing mode. They're in the sickness mode. And it's hard to override that in your life when you're there praying for someone. So a lot of times I won't even ask that. One time I asked that, I just walked in and I said, you know, how's it going on? I'm coming here to pray for you and to heal you or whatever. And the mom was sitting over here and the other daughter or sister was over here. And they said, pray for you, you can pray for her all you want. But the doctor said, and I just said, could you guys excuse me for a little and just step out and get something to eat? Well, what do you mean? Aren't you hungry? No, we'll go get something to eat anyway. See, because I can't pray for that with them standing there in the room. I don't need them in there to help me or to help the devil. I mean, get out. Bring me somebody with some kind of faith. Bring me something else. And people say, well, that's rude. Well, Jesus did it. He looked at his, just all the people and disciples says, get out of here. Took the mom, dad, and a couple others and went in there. Yeah. Why? Because he knew he couldn't eat. Now, if he can't do it, Do I think I'm going to override that stuff? No, I'm not going to be able to override that stuff. So you've got to get somebody in a healing mode before you do something like that. And you know before you got there, they were talking the same thing for the last three hours. It's not just because I walked in, they decided to talk sickness and disease. It's a natural thing to talk sickness and disease when you're in the midst of sickness and disease. It's just a natural thing to do. It's a natural thing to talk hurt when you're hurting someplace. Let's do it. I mean, most of the time, you don't have to ask somebody if they're hurt. You can just look at them and know that they're hurting someplace. So you can just go up and say, hey, can I pray for you? Yeah. You know, if you want to get real spiritual, say, as they were barely crawling out of the sanctuary, you can barely say, the Lord spoke to me and said that you're hurt, even though anybody in their right mind could figure out they were hurt. It makes it sound like God stepped into the situation, you know, or whatever. But, but it's there. And is hurt real? Yes. Are symptoms real? Absolutely. Is pain real? Absolutely. But the more you talk it, the more you're going to have it and the worse it's going to get. It's just the way it works. It's a spiritual law, the law of confession. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Look at verse 17. This is the revelation of all revelations. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new, and all things are of who? God. Now I'm telling you, if the church would just believe this one scripture... 
if they just put that on their mirror and throw their Bible away and just get to a place where they actually believe that they were a brand new creation in Christ Jesus and believe who they are, that the old things have passed away and all things have become new, you would start talking like a different creation. You'd start talking like a new creation. You know the old things have passed away and all things have become new and all things are of who? God. So I can't claim things that are not of God if I really believe that everything in me is of God. I don't have that revelation yet. I've got to understand that I am. I'm not just a forgiven sinner. I'm not just somebody on my way to heaven and and fighting to try to get there. No, I'm a brand new species of being, and the old things have passed away. Well, what were the old things? Well, alcohol was an old thing for me. Sickness was an old thing for me. Disease was an old thing for me. Negativity was an old thing for me. Cussing that I was very good at was an old thing for me. All the traits that I had and all my specialties got wiped away, thank God. But it's things that we did before. But you see people get born again, think they're an old sinner, and they're going to heaven now because they received Jesus. Don't think they've got to grow. Don't think they've got to do anything in the kingdom of God. And you can't tell the difference before they got born again and after they got born again. You can't tell the difference. They're still cussing. They're still down and out. They're still sick. They're still disease. They're still. And I don't, I don't, oh, how do I want to say this? I don't want to blame the people in the church for this. You almost got to blame the leaders who have been teaching the people. Because if every church taught healing, I think there'd be a lot more people healed in the body of Christ, right? If everybody taught baptism with the Holy Ghost and filled with the Holy Ghost, I believe there'd be a lot more churches that are filled with the but see, they don't. And, and that's why, you know, in so many ways, when we broke off into all these sects or denominations, every denomination has what they believe. We believe this. You believe that. You believe that. So it's like going to a smorgasbord, and they ain't got any meat on this one. And this one's got meat, ain't got any veggies on it. This one's got, so basically, they're only going to go as far Do you see what I mean? Only going to go as far as what they're taught there, and they're going to believe that. And God forbid if somebody tried to tell them something else. Because I've been going to that church now for 65 years. And bless God, let me tell you something. This is what we learned and this is what we believe. But that's all the further they're going to go. They're not going to be operating in the kingdom. They're going to be operating in their denomination. But the kingdom of God is is the good out of this sect, the good out of this denomination, the good out of this church, the good out of that church, the good out of that. It's a smorgasbord of all the truths that's being taught, no matter how big or small, in every church and every place around. Praise God. The kingdom of God is all these things put together. So I just don't want healing. I want finances. And I want deliverance. And I want baptism in the Holy Ghost. And I want to lay hands on the sick. And I want to cast out devils. And I want to, so all these things. So you got to run from church and church hoppers. I don't know how they do it. I'd be so confused. I was in that church. They said tongues is of the devil. Came to this church. They said it's of God. Went to this church. They said they don't have any idea. I don't know which one to go with. I don't know. Ain't got any idea. Why? Because they're being taught 42 things at the same time and they just don't know which way to go or what to do and there's confusion in the church so when you hear the word of God and you see it in the word say see it in the word you are responsible for believing everything in the word not what he person teaches you but is it in the word or not it's your duty to checketh people to check up to see if they're actually telling you if you don't believe in tongues then go in the book and look at it and if it's in there whether you like the preacher or didn't you gotta believe praise God what's in the book because that's what it's all about, the truth. So you want to believe that, praise God. So here it said you're a brand new creation. So I'm not going to confess the old things that have passed away. I'm not going to confess all these things, praise God, in, in my life that used to be. I'm not going to say I'm a recovering alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict. I'm all these things. Because all you're doing is solidifying your place again, and old things haven't passed away, and you haven't stepped over yet. So now what am I going to do? I'm going to wait for God to deliver me. And how's God going to deliver me from alcoholism when he already delivered me from alcoholism? Is he going to go back to the cross and crucify himself again? No. So what do I got to do? The only thing missing is my believer. All I'm missing is my believer. I'm believing the wrong thing. I'm believing I am an alcoholic when God said he's already delivered me from alcohol. So what am I going to do? I mean, I'm going to try to figure it out. I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to quit with my own will. Your will will never work not strong enough. It's a natural thing, praise God. You can't will yourself to do something. You have to get in line with God's will, and then His will will take care 
of your problem, do you see? But as long as you keep claiming the same thing, you'll be that. And some people grew up, their parents told them the same thing over and over again, and they still believe it to this day, that what he said. Well, my always said I was going to end up in jail, and guess what? I ended up in jail. They were prophesying, apparently, too. They must have been Holy Ghost, for goodness sakes. Mom and Dad said I'd be in jail, and that's where I ended up. No, you just believed it. Do you see it got ground in there, and they came to a place where they saw themselves as a criminal, and they were going to end up in jail, and guess what happened? They ended up in jail. Well, now let's reverse that. While you're in jail, see yourself as never committing anything, never robbing a bank, never doing anything. When you come out of there, you won't have to worry about getting back in again. But it's all about the change of who we are. We're brand new creations in Christ Jesus. All right, go to Colossians chapter 1. We're not getting very far tonight. All right, Colossians chapter 1, look at verse 13. It says, talking about God, Jesus, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. And in his kingdom, we are going to get someday, when we die and go to heaven, we're going to get it. When we try harder, when we fast, when we pray, no, in whom we have redemption through his what? blood even the forgiveness of sins now praise God that's pretty cut and dried this is God talking to you you have redemption I forgive your sins you are redeemed so I'm going to take that scripture and I'm going to believe that I'm redeemed well, what about sickness when it attacks me I'm redeemed what about lack when it comes I'm redeemed what about sin comes I'm redeemed because it says here that I am redeemed praise God you have to see yourself as a believer in the midst of these things you got to understand who's on the inside of you and you have authority to command it and tell it to leave as long as you hold fast to the confession of sickness the confession of disease the confession of pain you will still struggle with them in your life you may search for years for someone to pray for you but it will be no avail because your confession will override their prayer for you and even somebody who gets, and you hear people all the time where somebody prayed for them and they got, uh, got a miracle, they got healed, and then two weeks later they were sick again. Why is that? Because they brought it back. Are you following me? They prayed for them, and praise God, they felt good, they got healed, the power of God hit them, and they went around saying, boy, I, I got healed now, but let me tell you, I was so sick right now, and that sickness, I sure hope it don't come back, because, you know, sometimes that devil, he'll come back at you, and it do. And people all the time, even people who do good things in the kingdom of God, you've got to watch yourself. Uh, I'm doing such good things in the kingdom of God, I'm being attacked by Satan every day. Yeah, you're going to be attacked by Satan every day. You might as well write him a letter or send him an email to come after you every single day. Do you see? Just because I'm doing so much. Well, dear Lord, come on. You think that the big D's picking you out of all the people in the world and coming after you personally? Give me a break. No. And how many know he can't, he can't be everywhere at once? not omnipresent praise God so no don't say that kind of stuff well he's all over me and I've been sick for two weeks because of what I did no you're sick because you're not believing God Amen. I know this is hard but it's the truth see if you want to give him an excuse well then every time I do something good I should expect to get sick right because he attacks me when I do something good so yeah, I did something good I'm gonna be sick again next week I'm just about to go to the hospital and pray for somebody so you know I'll be sick on Tuesday because this is Monday <laughs> See, it's almost an expectation that we get, but it's sort of a thing to make us think that we're really something because the devil's so afraid of me that whenever I do something good, he's got to come and take care of Couldn't care less. See? But, but it's what's gotten into the church, and once you hear it and everybody says it, everybody believes it. When everybody believes it, everybody operates in it, and everybody operates in it, and they can't get out of it because nobody will give them the truth about getting in or out of the thing. But that's not it. You're redeemed whether you saved three people yesterday or not. You're healed today, praise God, whether you gave somebody a $10 bill to eat lunch or not. It doesn't matter. It's been done 2,000 years ago. It's not based on that. And if you go before the devil and say, I gave somebody $10 yesterday, get out of here. He's going to probably say, well, you should give him 20 feel guilty. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the way he operates. So notice, this stuff is already done. It's not something we're waiting to get done. It's already been done. All right, go to Matthew chapter 12. All right, Matthew chapter 12, look at verse 36. So 
would be a scripture I would tear out of the Bible if I had a chance. Jesus says, but I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof on the day of judgment. For by your words you shall be, and by your words you shall be condemned. Idle words, say idle words. What are idle words? They're non-profit words. They're non-productive words. They're words that come out of your mouth that are not in line to basically fight the Spirit of God and God himself in your life. The Bible tells you to be swift to hear and slow to speak. Why is that? Because your words carry a lot of right. You know you can't get in trouble if you're hearing? <laughs> so the more that you listen, the better off you are somehow, isn't it? So praise God. Notice what he says here. Idle words. Say idle words. Now notice here it says you're going to give an account someday about the idle words. Now notice. For by your behavior you shall be justified. For by you trying your best you shall be justified. For by your words you shall be justified. Now do you think the words that you're using to be justified are I am a sinner saved by grace? No. They're not. The word justified is, I am justified. Why? Just as I ever sinned. Why? Because of the blood. What am I doing now? I'm not in idle talk. I'm into it, and it's helping me to live in justification that's already been given to me. So I want to stay in line with the word of God, and you will be judged. Well, how do I know? How does this work? Go back to verse, let's see, what is it? Verse 32. Verse 34. O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of your heart... The mouth does what? Speaks. So out of the abundance, whatever's in my heart comes out of my mouth. So my mouth many times is only the problem because what's in my heart. And what comes out of my heart comes out of my mouth. Now notice, how can you being evil, thinking that you're evil, do good things? You can't. If you think you're evil, you won't do good things. If you think you're good, you'll do good things. See, and we think putting ourselves down basically puts us up for some reason. The more we can talk about how low we are, how worthless we are, how terrible we are, how we don't live up and measure and everything, but that's not, that's false humility that got into the church. It doesn't belong there, basically. So notice, he says, well, go to the next verse then. A good man, out of the good treasures of his heart, brings forth what? And an evil man, out of the evil treasures, brings forth what? All right, now, which do you want to be? You want to be the evil man? Then you're going to bring forth into your own life and blame the devil and God. Or you can be a good man and bring forth good things into your life. How many of you know uh, money's a good thing when you use it right? Health is a good thing. Patience is a good thing. Love is a good thing. Convince yourself you're a lover. I'm just trying to love. Good luck. The devil will bring 15 people by you to make you hate their guts in 10 minutes, praise God, if you're trying to outwill it. No, you've got to convince yourself you're a lover. The Bible says you are patient, you are kind, you are never jealous, you are never rude. Why? Because you're God's son, and God doesn't have love. God is love, and you're love. You're, you're a child of love. So I'm a love person. How, do you, how, come, how can you love like that? That's who I am. I'm a lover, praise God. That's what I do. Oh, Lord, give me more love. No, you got enough love. You're just not using the love you got because you don't understand he already gave it to you. So I'm a lover. Well, well, how are you? I'm patient. I'm kind. I'm never angry. I'm never rude. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's who I am. That's who he made me. And notice once again, it had nothing to do with me or you. It had to do with him. Praise God. And that's the key. So out of the abundance of your heart, what happens? Your mouth speaks. All right, go to 1 John chapter 5. Little John, First John. I mean, you want to live in victory all the time, every single day, don't you? Yeah. I've tried both. Victory's better than loser. First John chapter five. Look at verse four. For whatsoever or whosoever is born of God, are you born of God? They overcome the what? And this is the victory. It doesn't get you the victory. It is the victory that overcomes the world. What is it? Even our faith. 
So our faith is what overcomes the world. What's faith? Faith is believing what God has said now on a daily basis because faith, now faith is. So I must believe that I'm righteous. I must believe that I'm holy. I must believe these things in my heart in order to get them to come out of my mouth. If your heart and your mouth doesn't line up, it feels like you're lying. When I first got into this and I got into the healing and study and divine health and stuff and I tell it to go, I felt like I was lying because in here I was sick but out here, I was trying to override my heart. And you can't override your heart, whatever's in there. So what did I need to do? Plant more seeds. I didn't have a very good crop. I had to throw some more seeds in there, praise God, and let them grow up to a place where I'd get a harvest. So notice, our victory is what? Faith. Say faith. All right, one more. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. All right, if I'm going to walk by faith and live by faith, how many of you said, no, the Bible says you don't try out faith, but the just shall live. How many of you live every single day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week? This is a victory that overcomes the world. You living in faith all the time, speaking in line with the Word of God all the time, and cooperating with the Spirit of God who's on the inside of you. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, look at verse 13. It says, we having the same spirit of faith. Now, who's the spirit of faith, do you think? The Holy Ghost. According as it is written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken, we also believe, and therefore we speak. So how does the Spirit of God and the Spirit of faith operate? The Spirit of God believes, and it speaks what it believes. So if I'm going to operate the same way as the Spirit of God, I'm going to believe, and then I'm going to speak what I believe, and that is faith. Now, if I believe the wrong thing and speak it, how many of you know I'm not operating with the Spirit of God? Right. Where the Spirit of the Lord, where the Spirit is Lord, there is liberty. So I want to cooperate with the Spirit of the Lord. So basically here it says, how does the Spirit of God operate? Well, according to it is written, He believes and therefore He speaks. And each and every one of us will speak what we believe. Amen. You want to know what somebody believes? Don't ask them. Just sit around and listen to them talk for a little bit. Don't say, what do you believe about this? Just wait till they talk and they'll tell you. You know, you start talking about, well, I prayed in tongues for a couple hours yesterday. <gasps> tongues, that is of the devil. Now, you don't have to understand what they believe. You already know what they believe because it comes out their mouth. I just don't think things are going to get better. Look at this world right now. I'm telling you, it's just terrible, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Well, I know what you're believing. But you're not cooperating with the Spirit because He doesn't speaketh that kind of stuff. So I want to be in tune with the Holy Ghost. I want to be in line with the Holy Ghost. I want to be able to create things. This is a whole other teaching here. I'm telling you what, he's creator, you're little creator. Amen. He's big creator, you're little creator. And how did he create? Let there be, and what happened? Now guess what we do? Let there be sickness, and we got it. Let there be disease. No, we're creators too. You are creating things in your life and have been your entire life, basically by what you've been speaking over a long period of time. Just find something that you've been talking about negative for years and years and years, and I guarantee it, you've got it now. You're going through it now. You're suffering with it now. I'm so afraid. You scared me to death. I'm dying to go. Listen to those things. Where do we get that stuff? I'm dying to go. Tickle me to death. Is, is there ever tickle me to life? I'm living to go. You don't hear that stuff. Yeah, I'm sick and tired. And the young people come up with something that's real nice. They say, that's sick. Where do you, how do you get that? How do you get that if it's not from the devil to call something sick that it can't even get sick? That car can't get sick anyway. I don't know what they're talking about. That's sick. Why is that? Because the devil's trying to get in your vocabulary all the time with all this stupid stuff that comes out and does it and all these cliches and all these sayings and all this stuff on the inside of you so that you speak death all the time because the problem is he's read Proverbs. See, he knows that you're snared by the words of your mouth, and he's the one who wants you to speak the wrong thing so he can take the credit for snaring you, basically, in Proverbs. And Proverbs is a good read. There's a lot of stuff in there about your tongue, you know, in Proverbs, and in the Bible, if you read it all the way through. But kingdom people talk like kingdom people. That's why we're so successful. That's why we live in victory, because we know who we are. We know what already was given to us. We're not trying through religious activity to try to get something. We know it's already been given to us because we're kingdom people and we're citizens. So we can talk like we have things in the now because we do. They've already been provided. And then that's the way they actually start manifesting in your life. When you, when you start talking abundance in your life, look out. 
be careful. A whole bunch of money might start coming in. Well, we talked about it the other night a little bit. We went down the line. This one's got more money than before. People are getting money from different places. Things are coming in. Why? Be careful. No, be careful. Some people say, but I just want enough. I don't. I want more. <laughs> Sorry. I just don't want enough for me and mine. I want a lot more than mine, praise God. I want the whole thing. But you can, you can go wherever you want to go. See, it's up to you. You can take whatever step you want to go. You can feel better. You can uh, lose a pain, lose a symptom, or you can live in divine health. It's entirely up to you. And once you start living in divine health, you can convince yourself you're a healer. Amen. That you're a devil caster outer. I mean, these are all things he told us to do. Why would he tell us to do those things if we couldn't do those things? God just saying, he'll cast out the devil, heal the sick, but you can't do it anyway, you worm, so just forget about it. No, he tells us to do what we can do. But you can't do those things unless you know that that's who you are that can do those things. And we do that by taking on our identity, praise God. And you take on your identity not just by reading the Word, because you can't read the Word 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. But you can talk 24-7. So what you're saying is either lifting you up or it's either taking you down every single day. Don't talk about yourself negative. I'm so ugly. I'm so this. I'm so that. No, you're not. God don't create ugly things. See? It's not in the book. It's not there. But we hear these things. We get these things. You're so fat. You're so this. You're so that. Um, it's just a house you're living in anyway. What's the difference? It's too bad we can't see everybody's spirit. Who was it? Smith Wigglesworth that had that vision that time of everybody walking around. He went up to preach in a meeting. When he looked out there, everybody out there had this wee tiny little skinny spirit being on the inside and these great big fat heads on top. <laughs> And God said, my, my church is spiritually undernourished. But they all had the big heads. They had knowledge, boy. They knew everything that was going on up here. These wee tiny little spirits were in there trying to hold up these heads the whole time. So he started preaching the kingdom of God. He started preaching the word of God, hoping that they would fill out a little bit, you know, on the inside. And that's what we want to be. We want to be bigger in our spirit than in our heads. Amen. Praise God through the word of God. Hallelujah. All right, I'm running over. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I give you praise and glory. Lord, I just thank you once again for your spirit of God. He's there all the time. Holy Ghost, go ahead. Uh, whenever we step out of line a little bit, just give us a little punch, a little, a little nudge, a little something, Father, so that we change that and immediately change it. Praise God and continue to confess. Thank God our days of lack are over forever. Thank God our days of sickness are over together. Thank God there's no more bad days in my life. Praise God. It just makes me so happy. I thank you for what you're doing in through the word of God and through us. And we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. shall be added.